you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. What an opportunity we have to come across your airways. We don't take anything for granted. We're so thankful that you would take the time to invite us in and uh, let us be part of your day. And with me, as always, my friend Kevin. He still finds himself out there in North Carolina. Now, I want you to know his voice is going to sound a little different today. He got himself a new uh, microphone and things of that nature. How are you, Kevin? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm like you. I'm very thankful. I don't take it for granted to be able to do this on any headset, but praise God, I'm not sitting and uh, staring at railroad tracks, watching trains go by like we did. I think it was last week. So I, I think yeah. so. I, I heard it. I think yesterday or today. I don't know. And uh, I, I was the one when we were doing that in my back of my head. I was going, I see the train a coming. It's coming down the track. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about old Johnny Cash there, and I need to be thinking more about the other JC, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Praise God. <laughs> Yeah. Help us, Lord. <laughs> Help us, Lord. Yeah. Help me start singing It Is Well With My Soul when I hear a train instead of a Johnny Cash song. But uh, hey, we find ourselves, folks, we're, we're moving right through the life of Christ. And I've been trying to give you guys a little look at what we decided to do. And that is we're going through the book of John. We're going to introduce other, we're going to introduce synoptics, the other three gospels. And uh, we're going to be looking at the attributes of God. We're going to be looking at the names of God. So just hang in there. And uh, I think as we look at Christ and we know what he's been through and what the Bible has to say about him, we can apply that to our lives and what a difference that'll make in our lives. So certainly hope this finds you well. We just came back from uh, uh, Debbie and I from Salt Lake or actually just north of there in Layton, Utah. And what a week that was. It was really hot, but they've had a lot of rain out there. It's really pretty. And uh, we thank God for Faith Baptist Church out there. And so as we move along, we're starting in on what's going on with the Samaritan woman and how Christ gets down there and things of that nature. We're going to look at the first four verses today in the book of John. And uh, so here we go. And it says, when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples. So it's telling us Jesus did some supervising and he's still doing that today, folks. And in verse number three, he says, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. So there's a lot going on there. Well, first, I, I've been kind of told wrongly the whole time that, that you know, Samaria is, is just a, a direct shot, and, you know, Jesus chose, you know, everybody went around it, they took the beltway. It's not quite like that. I did some studying on it a couple years ago, but it was definitely a place that people chose to go around. I mean, people would go 100 miles to go around that place, and they didn't have a coach. They didn't have a Chevy pickup truck, folks. They, they, it was walking. Uh, maybe there were some Campbells and things like that going on. So, so, so we know a lot of what's going on there, but we, we think to ourselves as we look at this is, uh, I think right away I see when we start in verse number one, uh, Jesus becomes aware of something. He becomes aware that the Pharisees had heard something about his popularity and, and the number of uh, disciples. And if you want to make narcissists mad – 
if, if you want to make people who hate you, don't feel good about you upset, all you got to do is go out there and do God's work. That's all you got. I guarantee it. You can ask Kevin, this is a true story. Yep. And uh, people get all wound up and all, all upset about that and all those things. But I'm here to tell you when God does a work and that's what he's doing out there. And, and the disciples are actually doing what preachers should be doing, baptizing people. One of the favorite things I think I did when we planted our church was baptize people. Man, we were we were shaking up the waters of Lake Ontario just about every other week. And as it got real cold, we finally did like most people, got a 55-gallon drum. And then when we had the church with a, uh, man, it's a wonderful thing for someone to step out in obedience. So just going back to last week, a couple things. We we think that baptism is, is one of two ordinances of the church. We don't pe- believe people get saved when they get baptized. The Lord tells us that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I mean, you can get saved without even a glass of water in the house, praise God. I, yeah. Baptism is a step of obedience, and, and baptism isn't a sprinkle thing. I mean, Kevin covered that pretty good last week, that you, you come up out of the water. He even used the different water, uh, the different baptizo and, and the different, different words for that, and that's really important. And it says, Jesus decided to leave the region in verse number three of Judea and return to Galilee, likely to avoid the potential conflicts with the Pharisees and continue. So he left Judea, and I wrote down in the side of my Bible, he says, I'm getting out of here, maybe to avoid the conflict, maybe to go out. I think there's more to it than that. I think he went down to win people to the Lord. I think there's a certain woman at the well that's going to change everything. That's just my opinion. And it says he must needs go through Samaria. And, and you know, that's a phrase that people listen to all the time. It's like this divine appointment. Uh, like sometimes I'll be mm-hmm. driving up north or something like that, and I'll go a hundred miles out of my way, and uh, and just to go visit somebody or to be with someone or to preach for someone, and and God always shows me why. But I'll feel something within me that man, I need to go do that. And I think that's what's going on, Kevin. It says he must needs go through Samaria. He's he's got this divine appointment. There's something going on. We're about to see it. Yeah, you know that um, <clears throat> just like you're saying, the Pharisees were they had heard something. So the you know the the enemy, the the narcissists among us, they operate on hearsay. They they had heard Jesus knew, and I love those first that first verse, first two verses. I think there's four verbs in there. It's just phrase, 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 and uh, in fact. The, the, it's one sentence, verses one, two, three, or one sentence, which is common in the Word of God. Yeah. That every you know every statement is pregnant with with information and, and truth and principle and facts and and so the Pharisees heard and then Jesus, but Jesus knew you know Jesus knew that the Pharisees had heard that that he had baptized more disciples than John, though he did not baptize but the disciples. So, like you said, they had. Um, they became enemies based on this this hearsay that Jesus was exceeding John in his number of baptisms, and of course, um, it it speaks of Jesus Christ's willingness to let someone else, you know, get the um, do do the. Do, do the baptizing, you know, do the, you know, as it were, be out there on stage. Jesus was all about um, saving people. And you, like you pointed out very well, Doug, salvation and baptism, obviously different, right? Even right here, we see yeah. Jesus did the saving. John did the baptizing. Um, 
uh, during that, I'm sorry, his disciples did the baptizing, right. John as well, but the disciples in this case, in, in Jesus' band, it was the disciples that did the baptizing. But our our great Savior, he just knew, and you know what? We don't go off a of hearsay, we go off a of no-say, and there's a verse, I had to look it up. Jesus said in the previous chapter, verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know. In other words, we talk about the things we know and testify that we have seen and you have received our witness. So the, you know, people that just run on hearsay, they just love to pick up tidbits and juicy items about stuff, um, you know, on the grapevine. You just don't trust them. You need to get a no-so stuff. You need to have your salvation no-so. I know it in my heart. I know it. I'm not going off of people telling me that, yes, I remember you accepted Christ. I remember you prayed. Yeah, but what what about you? What do you know? And you need to make sure that you know. And then, um, you know, Jesus Christ knew that they would be envious. And you, you were kind of alluding that, Doug, that, that once they knew that the numbers were now in Jesus' pocket and not John the Baptist on this disciples thing, that Jesus' band had outgrown John's band, then, uh, which is part of the plan, and John knew that, John the Baptist, then all of a sudden— they would say, okay, we want to come and mess with his group. We want to come and, you know, either pretend to join his group or attack the group. And so Jesus left, and that's what you were saying there, that he went into Galilee, and on the way, he um, went ahead and and uh, took the more direct path as far as versus going on the other side of the Jordan, you know, going up on the East Bank. He went up through uh, Samaria, and yeah, he had that appointment, which uh, I got some some thoughts about that. Maybe I'll say after the break, brother. But yeah, Jesus went on what he knew, and knowing that the Pharisees were a bunch of narcs, you know, narcissistic uh, liars, cheaters, manipulators, love bombers, gaslighters. Uh, they were out to destroy people that could w- would not make them look good. Then uh, he said, "All right, time to pull out of here because I'm here to do the, you know, the will of my father." Yeah, and, and there's something special about that, and I I feel bad for people who look at a missionary or a preacher or someone trying to get some money together, go over to a foreign country or a different place. I feel bad for people who mock that or question people. Let me tell you, when you must needs go somewhere, when you need to go through there, well, God won't let you do anything else. You have to do that. And I'm so glad that I got a savior that that needed, uh, needed to get crucified for me. I, I really am glad about that. Hey, folks, hang yeah. with us for just a second here. We're going to go ahead and let the radio stations do what they got to do. And we're going to come back and tell you a little bit about Camp Joy. So we'll be right back. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So just as a reminder, we're going to be at Camp Joy in Whitewater, Wisconsin, over there on Kettle Moraine Drive, uh, September 11th through 15th with a camp call there today. And if you look them up, they are the folks in Whitewater. Phone number, area code 262-473-3130. 
3-2. I want to shout out to Zach Knight, Katie Knight, the kids. They've been stuffing envelopes with these flyers, getting them out to the states around Camp Joy. And we sure do love them. And we're going to bring Zach on here real soon. Maybe next week we'll check in on Zach and see what in the world is going on with him. And uh, I want you to know it's nothing but good. Zach is a man who serves God in a wonderful way. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we just want to get to know him. So I wanted to talk. I wanted to uh, digress a little bit back about what I was saying uh, about Christ needing to go through Samaria and how that affects us. So we as people, uh, and many times we've been through the PTSD, we've been through the dredge and the knuckleheads of the world and things like that. But I want you to know that God still calls as we get better, uh, part of our healing is helping. As we start to help, as we start being willing to do what God has for us, I want you to know that sometimes you need to go somewhere. Sometimes you need to go to this camp up here at Camp Joy. Sometimes you need to go help a brother or a sister in need. And uh, that's what we're talking about here and what we can learn from God's word. And, and uh, you know, there comes a time when the stay ends. And once in a while, God says, you know, hey, it's time. It's time to move on and do something different. It's time uh, I need, or take this short mission trip, or go to Israel, go to Samaria, uh, you know, go to the well at Sychar, as they say in Hebrew. We used to say that word, Sukkar. Hebrew makes no sense with the English pronunciations of words. I just want you to know that. <laughs> but I want to tell you something, folks. It's liberating. And trust me, as I say this to you, it's liberating when we trust God and are willing to go where he wants us to go. It's liberating when we trust God and we put aside the worries about jobs. We put aside the worries about buying gas. We put aside all those worries and we say, here I am, Lord, send me. You remember that old song, Kevin? Here I am, Lord, send me. It's it's actually from a Bible verse. What are you thinking, Kevin? yeah, here am I, Lord, send me. It was uh, the the one, I think it was Ron Hamilton's song. Then there was yeah. another one. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm just thinking about this. He must needs go through Samaria. How many times in my life do I have a point A and a point B? And I would prefer probably to skirt a point, you know, a, you know, an A and A and a half and go right to B. But the Lord's like, no, really. Uh, Samaria is is in line, and you'll hear the Holy Spirit ask these questions sometimes through your conscience, through the Word of God. But this question might be something like, it, "Do these people have souls? Is your fear of of the what people think of, of of you going there is that more important than a, a soul?" What about eternity? And you hear those questions, and you just have to say, here am I, Lord, send me. Um, I, you know, in my ministry, so at this j- juncture in life, I'm full-time on the road, traveling base-to-base, church-to-church, state-to-state, and country-to-country, uh, country, although I don't do that in the RV uh, they, someone said the only bus that crosses the ocean is Columbus, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Christopher Columbus, but, but, uh, but, uh, this bus stays, uh, that's an elementary you know, school uh, joke right there, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, uh, but no, our, our path, you know, sometimes my path is going to cross from one place to another. I know where God wants me to be, but I realize, well, on the way there, just like you said, Doug, you know, here's an opportunity. And so I want to 
ask the question, you know, this opportunity I would rather not do. And I know, Doug, you and Debbie do this all the time. It's your life. You say, where's the need? And yeah, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to take a a week with this person who's hurting. I, you know, you told us about a, a month with individual, an individual who was struggling with suicidal thoughts and uh, because of the grief they went through and you just went and just uh, gave yourself that way. So you're, you know, the must needs is, is decided based on the priority of Jesus Christ being first in my life. And if he's first, that means what I thought was point B needs to be put further down the line. And this need in someone else's life becoming point B to me, and then C will come after in good time. God will bless C and D and E and F in my life based on me putting Samaria in, in, in the in the route. Um, I, I, in fact, not real long ago, there was someone that really didn't, um, th- th- just uh, was struggling with some stuff. And I just, you know, the, the struggle was real to them. And I just thought, you know, that's such a negative situation. I don't want to go there, but it was on the way. In fact, it was going to Camp Joy last year and I stopped at this spot and, um, and, and called the person up, said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm in town. Can we, can we get together? And so we got together and had some, uh, a time at the, uh, a park with that, uh, that individual, you know, just, and, and, and there was kids running around. It was just a great time, but long story short, God bless that. It was not desirable. It was a Samaria of my life. Another time, uh, Doug, I was just arrived at California to do a, a ministry, to start a ministry. And I was, went out visitation with a church and, and they put, me uh, uh, and my son on one side of the street. So we went down the one side of the street and there was nobody home and then nobody home. And I'm just thinking to myself, nobody home. That's good. I don't feel like talking to anyone. I'm in California. You know, there's going to be weirdos, wackos, you know, it's the granola state. It's the land of fruits, nuts, and flakes, right? It was just not a, a pleasant, uh, I just was not, I was going because I because it was the right thing to do. Long story short, nobody home, nobody home. I noticed about two doors down was some some really mean-looking biker dudes. I think I mentioned it several weeks ago. Leather with with rivets and studs and stuff, you know, neck bands. It was just rough. And they may not have had neck bands, but it was it was just a they looked like a a Mexican gang. There was two of them in the driveway. Anyway, I just thought to myself, okay, I will I will bypass this. No one's going to see. No one will care if I just walk past their house and wave on the way by. But a sense of honor came in. And I think Jesus, Doug, had the same sense of honor where he said, you know what? I am not going to stoop myself to avoiding the Samaritans. That's not me. I, it's it's an honor thing. It's not pride. It's honor. See, I, I I'm I'm not to be defined. I'm not to be changed in my decision making by by uh, people's prejudice or bigotry or whatever. So Jesus did that, and thankfully, I went to that driveway. And one of those guys accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and got into church. It was just a tremendous, tremendous visit. Fantastic introduction to California, and. Um, that is just a uh, a reminder to me that sometimes the hard decisions to have a must need 
Nuss needs to go to a, a undesirable situation and deal with it and address it really is God's way of growing us through that little bit of trauma. So you come out the other side with, yeah. uh, even, even if you're rejected, you come out the other side stronger. Yeah, that's what it's all about, folks. I was thinking about this joke I heard the other day. This little boy asked me, he said, what do you get when you mix uh, the water from the well at Sychar, the old Shechem, uh, with laxatives? And I said, I don't know. It just doesn't sound very good. He said, a religious moment. So anyway, folks, here we are. We're, we're, we're on our way. Uh, we're leaving Kelly. I didn't say it was going to be funny, man. Now, I, I did promise this. All jokes will be fourth grade level and below. I've made that commitment to you folks, and I pretty much kept it so we don't have to do any thinking. But we're, we're getting ready to go into the living water of Chapter 4 and how important that is in our lives. And there's always someone waiting for us where God sent us and we can't forget that so as you prepare tomorrow if you want to read ahead in chapter four go ahead and do that uh we're going to be hopping in five to nine tomorrow at least nine we'll we'll look at it a little bit when we get done here today uh but come on out meet the lady at the well let's talk about living water let's see what god can do in our lives and folks don't be afraid to step out and trust god september 11th through 15th step out and come to camp joy with us have a great day may god bless you thank you Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.